only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian Henderson. Greg, are you there? All right, we seem to be having some technical difficulties, but we are here, we're ready to talk tonight, and we're going to have a great show. Tonight's show is going to be entitled, Birthing the Dream birthing the dream and it's called labor pain and I'm waiting on Greg I think he's in Greg are you there yes I am all right we apologize for that we have some really bad thunderstorms coming in tonight and we've been getting knocked off power's been going on and off but you know God's gonna have his way with with the with what he has his way with you know what I mean oh yeah Oh, yeah, we're going to have a good time, man. We have a mighty woman of God tonight on the show. I'll tell you what, it's going to be something. Um, did you give him the um, topic for tonight? Yes, I kind of fumbled over a little bit. but well, That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just was wondering what happened to you because you were, you, were right, you were in right up until the start of the show, and then it just cut you out. Yes, yes. You know, it, it, it's, like, like you said, it's, it's some really bad weather right now. It's lightning. It's, it's crazy right now, but we're going to hang in there. We're going to get to it. You know, we're we're all in the in the uh, labor room right now. We're all expecting big things and great things to happen. And right before that, right before it happens, our water has to break. And I think that's what's going. On. <laughs> you look out the window. That's what's going on right now. Somebody's water is broken. I tell you what. Yes, sir. Well, I tell you what. They must have a pretty big dream. Because yeah, that's what it is. My yard is probably under a good two inches of water right now. But you know what? We're going to be all right. Oh, absolutely. We're going to be okay. Absolutely. You know, Brian, um, Tuesday morning, I was feeling down and and just, I just was feeling, uh, I just, I don't know, it was rough for me Tuesday morning and I'm sure a lot of people experienced what I was uh, experiencing and I emailed Sonia, uh, Minister Sonia Brown Mosley, I emailed her from work and I was telling her what was going on and she she pinpoint what was going on point. She said, "You know what, Greg, you're 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 in that level of expectancy right now." And we had we had talked about uh, being in in the labor room, and you know how they prepare the ladies for for delivery, and they put the the, the legs up on this. I think it's called the steps or whatever. And you, and that's how I felt. Now I'm a man, and I can't give birth to a child, but I can give birth to a dream. Absolutely. And that's what she was explaining to me. She went, she took her time, and she just laid it out there. And I felt so much better. And she said, I dare you. I dare you to ask God for a miracle today. And I immediately got up and I went and I prayed. You know, I went and prayed. And she kept emailing me. She was like, you're silent, you're silent. I said, well, no, I'm not silent. I, I was just in that. I was just... 
you know, you're in a position and you, and you feel good. I was just feeling good, and I was just cherishing the moment. I didn't, I didn't really want anybody to bother me, but, but I had to uh, uh, talk with her again, and we had a long talk. And I tell you what, she definitely was teaching that that day. So, Brian, have you ever been in an expectancy mode where you felt like something big was about to happen, but you just couldn't put your your finger on it? Oh, absolutely. I think we all get to that point in life where, you know, we get to that realm of uncertainty when we're not exactly sure if, you know, this is what we're supposed to be doing or this is what we're supposed to be saying. You know, I think that, you know, those butterflies that get in your stomach when you got to get up and talk to somebody or give a speech or they call you and you or you you uh you get called on to do something and you weren't necessarily expecting it to happen right then you know or let's say you were preparing yourself all day but at the last minute you felt unprepared to do that task that's that sort of expectancy and you're like oh man you mean it's getting ready to happen right now yeah yeah you mean my water broke you know what i mean yeah and when you get to that point, you know, sometimes I know in, in my case, I'm like, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I really supposed to be doing this? You know, and God has a way of just, you know, confirming anything that he has for you to do. Yes. Yes. And you know what? I think, Brian, I think mine was a little bit deeper than that. Mine, I was feeling like I was in a, a, a it felt like spiritual warfare, like something was going on inside of me. And I mean, I was just—I'm—I'm I'm thankful every morning. And I give praise, and I was giving praise on my way to work, and I was just feeling—it it was a feeling that came over me, like, God, if something don't happen right now, I don't know what—I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna do. It—it it felt like I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't putting enough out there to help people. It, it, I just didn't feel right. You know what I mean? Oh, I, exactly, exactly. And you know the the devil has a way of just finding that one little shadow of doubt in your spirit, and then just blowing it up like a hot air balloon. And you know once it starts to float, you know how everybody can see that hot air balloon when it's on the ground. Yeah. Then once it gets in the sky, it's so high that you can't really see what it is. Yeah. But you know that they took off. Right. And so that's that's sort of like what what Satan does. He finds that little hot little hot air balloon, and once it starts to rise, you may not even be able to see it. But he's in there, and he's working his magic. He's trying to get you to be down. You know, and once he comes on that descent, when he's trying to bring you down, you know, it's like you can see that balloon when it's coming down. Because that's the same thing that, that Satan's trying to do. He's trying to bring you down with the balloon. You know, and so... When he gets in, when he, when you when you allow him to get in your spirit just a little bit, you know, just one little negative thing, and it, and and it just expands and expands and expands, and it will literally tear you from the inside out. Yes, yes. Minister Brown, are you there? Yes. How you doing? Doing good. Doing We're good. glad to have you on the show. Yes. Thank welcome you. again to the Brown Solutions Hour. Yes, yes. Sonia, explain to the listeners what I was going through and the things that you told me. Um, well, basically, um, I just began to, um, just tell me what you was experiencing. Um, I basically tell you it wasn't so much that you were just kind of sad and endowed and heavy in spirit. 
it was more so as God was giving to me that morning that we're just such in a spirit of expectation. I mean, we're hungry, and we know that God is doing something in the heavenlies. And, I mean, we've positioned ourselves to just go and walk in our destiny and purpose. So it's like we're saying, God, anytime now, anytime you want, you know, to break this water, anytime you want to carry me in the label, I'm ready. But at the same time, as I was um, explaining to Greg, sometimes we can think that we're ready for God to just um, give us that defining moment. And I believe that God is just as anxious for us to be about his business and, and really go forth in our full potential as we are. But I was explaining to Greg that um, the promises that we, we're carrying and the destiny we're carrying, is, it's just like um, carrying a baby. You don't want that baby to come, you know, too soon or too premature. You want that baby to be able to function outside of the womb as it, you know, was in the womb. So sometimes we can, you know, kind of get anxious and and. and even though we are supposed to be in a spirit of expectation, you know, sometimes we, we're we not just ready at that moment, but not that God is, has not got that defining moment for us. But this, I'm saying all this so you won't be discouraged in your waiting process and, and, and discouraged when you feel like something should be happening now or you should be doing more now. God has you right where he wants you to be. And that promise that, that you're carrying inside of you has to, Come to the full full um, development. Everything about it has to be developed so that when you it comes forth, just like a baby, it will be able to survive outside of the womb. You won't get you know down the road and and say if you've called a preaching and you just can't swing it, you just can't handle it. You, God prepare you where whatever He has for you to do, He's preparing you, and you must go through the process. A woman just don't conceive and just, you know, once she conceives, she has the baby the next day. Even though she's already ready to see that baby, ready to, you know, to know what the sex is and dress it up, she has to go through that process and wait till that baby comes to full term and fully gets developed. You know, Sonia, as I was, you know, one thing that I was thinking, I just kept thinking that I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I just kept thinking that. And that night, Brian and I, we were going out to the detention center. We had just left the jail um, last Thursday. And it just felt like, you know what, I'm not doing enough. I'm just not doing enough. I was taking a lot of phone calls. People were calling in about the show. I was responding to a lot of emails. But it just seemed like there's not enough time in the day. And, again, it just felt like you can do more. There's more you need to do. That's how that's how I felt. I think you got to um know that if if you're reaching one somebody, if I mean, if you if what you're doing for Christ is changing one somebody's life, that is enough in itself. I mean, we can't save the whole world. Um what we have to do for Christ, you know, we wish we can get it all in in one day and we can touch lives, you know, every minute of the day. And and basically, you, you're doing more than you think just by you taking a stand and and allowing people to see the Christ that's in you. Um, I always think that I'm doing more just by taking a stand and people seeing the God in me, just me going about my everyday life is touching more people than. May, maybe me going up to them and, and telling them about Jesus and 
you know, maybe can't get to everybody at one time, but just your light shining and you taking a stand for Christ and just going forward and, and what you're doing, it's, it's just enough. I mean, sometimes you feel that emptiness. Sometimes, I mean, I, I get there at times, you just feel like, God, I'm just not doing everything, and if I just was, you know, not confined to this job, then maybe wait, every every place we go as Christians, we're, we're touching somebody's life by what we're doing. That's so true. So, Minister, did you ever have a dream that you actually had to birth yourself as far as, you know, something that you wanted to do and then you had to work at it yourself in order to realize that dream? Yes. Um, just in ministry itself, um, my family... Um, I don't have a, a lot of people in my family that that are quote really saved or Christians, and you know I know God had a call on my life, and you know you really didn't have a whole lot of people behind you believing in you, you know oh that's just old Sonya, so it's like I had to really go forward and know for myself, God, I know you called me, I know you got a call on my life, I know you got something bigger. Um, for me to do, even at this point now where I'm at, I know it's more that God has for me. So you have to stand believing in yourself. If nobody else believes in you, if um, nobody else sees um, the vision um, that God has given you, you've got to take have a take charge attitude to know that, okay, I can't wait on anybody to believe that God has um, shown me this vision or shown me this dream. I've got to stay in prayer and surround myself with people um, that can speak into my life and understand vision of God and surround myself with people um, that can just encourage me and, and, and have a spiritual odyssey. So sometimes yeah, you have to birth in a dream. Sometimes, you know, when you go back into the um, labor room, everybody can't go with you. I mean, it's you if, you know, if your partner has not, you know, been through the classes and, you know, even when I had a C-section, um, my husband had to be, you know, had to wait a while and then had to be, you know, able to come in there with me during that time. So everybody's not going to be there, you know, cheering you on and pushing you on in your dream. you got to know what God has spoken to you. you know, got to know what God has put inside of you to do, and you just got to go after it. Mm. So now when you were in, when you were birthing or I, I – the question I want to ask is, is sort of like a two-part question. One, when you were having, uh, when you were experiencing this dream, and you, when you were trying to live that dream out, did you have labor pains, like the pains of, of birthing that dream that you had? Yes. Um... And, and you know, you don't have to go too deep into it, but. I want you to talk about basically, you know, what were they were they pains like as far as physical pain, mental pain, you know, without going in too deep, but you know, just just give us a picture of of what that pain was like, you know, to birth that dream. Well, going back also to having a, a natural child, um, just a lot of discomfort, um, a lot of pressure. Uh, a lot of sleepless nights, um, 
a lot of um, unexpected. You don't. Nobody can really tell you what you're going to experience once you go back there into labor. I mean, you can get prepared for labor, and the doctor can tell you how things should go, but it can take a turn at any time. Um, I was supposed to have my daughter naturally, um, but I was not able to. Um, I wasn't dilating. If any woman out there knows what dilating is, you get to 10 centimeters and you're ready to actually push, you know, so... They had to do a C-section. So you experience it as you trying to birth your dream and, and walk into this destiny and this purpose for which you was born, you're going to have a lot of um, pain. You're going to have a lot of um, isolation. Nobody can get on that table when, you, when you're pregnant with a child. Nobody. I mean, even if you got a spouse standing there beside you, nobody can actually go through the process with you, meaning push and, and you know, those, when those pains hit you, that's something that you have to go through by yourself. So when you're birthing and 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 um, trying to come forth in your true destiny and purpose in Christ, or, or why you was born and put on this earth, you're gonna just suffer with a lot of isolation, a lot of pressure, a lot of discomfort, a lot of uncertainty. Um, but knowing that that God is with you, He's leading you every step of every step of the way. You know there's a baby in there. You know once you go through all this pain, all this pressure, all this discomfort, it's something beautiful that will come out in the end. You know, I I can remember having a child. I can remember uh, the process that I went through, but you can't, and you can remember that it was pain, but once you get to that point of actually delivering that child, just like that promise, all those sleepless nights, all that, um, isolation, all that persecution, all that was worth it, all that subsides. It's like God just literally take the hurt out of the hurt and the pain out of the pain once you really go forth and, and come into your, your, your destiny. You know, Sonia, you said something that was just so profound. Basically what you said was no one can have your baby except you. Exactly. You know, when God gives us a dream, he gives us something. He's given it to that individual, and when you have someone fighting and, and trying to get their dream and going into their destiny, somebody else is going to try to tell them what's going on. Somebody's going to try to tell them that what they're experiencing is wrong. You know, we see that all the time. We hear it all the time. Somebody, it, it's some dream killers out there. Yes. Absolutely. And we're going to have that. You're going to run into people that are dream killers. And if you pay, and if you take your, if you take your eyes off of God, you're gonna miss it. You're gonna miss it. Exactly. And you know, and I think one thing that we really need to to understand is, we can't live off of the faith of someone else. No way. We can't do that. That's right. So, Sonia, what would you say? We had a, a an email question. Uh, someone asked, um, "What do you?" What do you say to someone that, uh, well, what do you say to people that are afraid to step out on faith and follow their dreams? And the, the young lady, that her name was Cheryl, she asked that question. What do you say to people that are afraid to step out on faith? Um, I would say um, trust, the, trust the inner God that's in you. Um, you won't know that you could succeed or do um, what God has you to do until you step out. 
Um, you've just got to stay focused and, and, and know that if God told me to do this, then he has made provisions. He has made the way. He has equipped me to do what he's calling me to do. And we, we've we got to we'll put our trust in everything else. We'll put our trust to go to a job Monday through Friday. You know, some people may work um, seven days a week. We'll put our trust in man enough to know that, okay, when I've worked, I'm waiting for my paycheck. So why can't we put that same trust in knowing that the the creator that created us, he's equipped us to 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 do what he's calling us to do. And all we got to do is just walk it out. I think the hardest part about, uh, quote, coming into your destiny and your purpose for being here is I think the process is what um, is the hardest thing to endure. I don't think just stepping out in faith and knowing, I mean, I, 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 I'm a kind of background person. So when God called me um, to be a minister, I was like, no way, no way. I, I, I know God is just, he must have meant something else. But he equipped me to do what I'm doing. And you just step out knowing that I know God has equipped me to do this. You have faith in what God has told you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the second part of my question was, oh, this is Brian. Um, second part of my question, you know, when, you, when you've when had that birthing process and when that birthing process is completed, like as if you were having a child, you know, you know that that's not the end of that because now you have a child that you have to raise and you have to nurture. And so my question is, do you believe that after you've birthed your dream, that it, that your dream is just is it, that it's over, that it's done, or do you believe that now that you've birthed that dream, you know you have to begin to nurture that dream and hold on to that dream, and you're responsible for that dream? I agree. You have to you have to nurture it. You have to um, constantly go back to the manufacturer and how to. Um, to be uh, um, to perfect it, um, you have to go back to the manufacturer and you know just keep just like you have like maybe um, on your job you have like I call these policies and you know they they constantly updating policies they're constantly you know making changes so you have to nurture that dream you have to um, be consistent you can't just Say okay, I got a business now, and I got this business, and you know you've got the building, and you got the, you know made up your cars and made up your flyers, and you know, but you don't, you've got to work it, you've got to work it, you've got to get some clientele, you got to make um, network, get some connections, so you have to work it. Once that once that baby is born, you've got to feed it. You got to nurture it. You got to change its diaper. So you don't, you know, the baby just come forward and it just laying there, and that's all I got to do. No, you, you, you've got to, you've got to nurture it. You got to, you got to stay in prayer. You got to constantly ask God. You know what, what do I do? Get with people, um, and, and get knowledge about about your your purpose and your dreams. Educate yourself. So it's some work that happens after you come forward, you have not just arrived and, and that's all you have to do, but I believe you have to work it. Okay, all right. Um, if you're just joining us, 
You're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and our call-in number, if you have a call in question or a comment, is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. We're going to go to the phones right now. We have a caller from the 478 area code. Caller from the 478 area code, are you there? Hello, are you there? All right, I think they may have been disconnected. Um, let's go to another caller. We have a caller from the 972 area code. 972 area code. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there? You have a comment or a question? All right, maybe they're just listening in. They want to hear what's going on. All right. Um, Greg, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. I'm okay, here. good, good. I'm just trying to make sure that everybody's still on the call here. Yeah, with the bad weather, you can't you can't really tell, but we're hanging in there. Yes, sir, yes, sir. But you know what? I had a question for Minister Brown. You know, when, you, when you're growing up, and a lot of times our, well, not a lot of times, but most of the times, the things that happen to us as kids, sometimes it dictates our future. Did you ever go through anything or did you suffer something that you were, when you were little and now that you're grown and you look back on it and you say, you know what, I wouldn't change that. Even though I suffered through that, I'm not, I wouldn't change anything. If I could change it and erase some parts of my past, I wouldn't change anything. Do, do you feel the same way? Do you feel that? Everything that you went through was designed for you to go through it to get you to where you are now? Yeah, as, as a matter of fact, um, it's um, something that God has kind of in the works that, you know, and he told me one day it's, it's because you're chosen. I was like, God, why do I have to go through this? Why have I went through all of that? Why haven't I, and I've asked questions too, why haven't I, come to my full potential but if you're listening tonight everything that you went through whether it was um if you've been molested or raped or or you know i'm a product of divorce um my parents got divorced when i was 12 um my father raised me um i've been a product of um being a teenage mother um had you know went through having abortion before, so you know it's physical abuse, mental abuse, been abused by men. So everything that I that you that you went through is for this season in your life now. So I will be able to effectively know how to minister to a young girl that just feel like her life is over and had a child, and nobody you know everybody just just left her out there, just told her she ain't going to never be anything and never amount to anything, that your life is just over. So had I not went through that, then I wouldn't be able to let that young girl know that it's purpose and destiny on your life, that you will be able to come through this and you will be able to help someone else. Had I not been a product of divorce, I wouldn't know how to minister to someone that that still carries anger and, and hatred for their parents or, you know, felt like they was just shuffled from here to there. Had I not went through and have an abortion, and you know that's a sh- 
you know, it was very shameful, very painful time in my life at that time. I wouldn't be able to tell somebody now as I go forward and and do what God has called me to do, a minister, and, and you know, tell somebody that you, you can be forgiven. God has, has forgiven you for that act, that you can love yourself, and what you've been through doesn't mean that's who you are. So I wouldn't change anything in my life. I know you. we've always got questions as to why we've been through what we've been through, but it's to prepare you for this very moment so that you would be, you can't tell me how um, I should feel if, if my father dies or if my mother dies, if you've never really, really been through it. I mean, you can sympathize with me, but you would be more effective if you've been there and done that and come through it. You would be able to minister to someone and tell somebody how to come out and come through. So, no, you know, knowing where I'm at now in my life, I wouldn't have changed anything that I had to go through because I wouldn't be able to be prepared to to have ministered effectively to so many, you know, people in so many areas. And I always tell God, Lord, if somebody say, you know, I've, I've had a child, you know, out of wedlock, I, you know, I, I say, God, I can say I've been there and done that. You, you've allowed me to just really go through a whole lot of things. So, you know, encourage anybody that feel like their past has been so shameful and so painful and that they just, you know, wondering why. It's because you was chosen. You was chosen to do just what you're doing at this time and to be effective and change lives. And what we go through, it's not for us. You know, we feel like, ah, why me, why me? And and some things we do, it's, it's, it, it wasn't right. Being raped, being molested, it wasn't right. But it was for somebody else, that somebody life, you know, and that brings joy to me knowing that I can minister through all the hurts I've been through and that it can spare somebody else some, some pain. It can, you know, spare somebody else feeling and carrying a guilt for 15 years. So what, we, what we've what been through and what we go through, it matters. We're not suffering needlessly. I know it feels like it at times, but we're not suffering needlessly. What we're doing is for somebody else. Right, right. You know, Mr. Brown, I was just... Um, I flipped back to my Bible while you were talking, and as I was listening to you, it took me to Second uh, Corinthians ten four, and it says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds." You know, because when you were talking, it it reminded me about a show we did. Uh, I believe it was last week about uh, breaking strongholds, and you know, it, it sounds like to me that God took you through and he brought you through those things because he needed somebody that was battle tested. He needed somebody who had been through the fire and who who was able to, you know, get burned a little bit, but they didn't burn up, you know. And yeah. what would you say to the people out there right now that are that are you know, in that spiritual battle, in that in that war? that aren't battle-hardened, that hadn't had a chance to be tested through the fire, you know, have not come through the fire yet, you know, what would you say to them as far as, you know, to encourage them to to help them? I would say um, hang in there. I mean, I know it's days when you feel like, God, I just can't take any more. I, I just can't go through any more. If one more thing happened, I, I mean, I just cannot take any more. Yes, you can. 
God would have not, he said he would not put more on you than you can bear. You can take it. He entrusted you with such a task, with such a trial, that he knew that you would come through. He knew that what he put in you, it will bring you through that process. It will bring you through. And as I look on the scripture in Isaiah 66, in the ninth chapter, ninth verse, it says, Shall I bring you to the point of birth and not cause you to bring forth? It's no way you can have a child. Once you get on that table, that baby has to come forth. It's no such thing as a baby staying up there for years. And what you're, what you're going through and what God has impregnated with you with, the promise God has put in you, it has to come forth. It may have to come forth through pain. It may have to come forth through isolation. It may come forth through sadness. But know that all those things right there are temporal, that what God has for you is greater than that light affliction that you're going through, that you can make it. Just begin to get in your mind and lock in your mind. And I always say, I'm going to remember the last thing God said. If you're going through the battle, Remember the last thing God said. If he said, I'm going to bring you through it, then that's what you hold on to. You get you a, a, a key scripture. You 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 hold on to the horns of the altar. If you got to remember, if you can't remember but one thing God said, I'm going to bring you through. And you hold on to that, and you hold on to that hope to know that I'm coming through this, and it's going to make me better. It's not going to make me bitter. It's going to make me stronger. And as I was sharing with Greg, uh, the other morning, God led me to First Samuel, the 10th chapter, where Saul was preparing um, to be king. And Samuel instructed Saul to um, to go up to the high place with a company of prophets. And once you go up into the high place, as, as I was studying the scriptures, it's, you know, God told Saul, Samuel told Saul that when he go up into this high place that God is going to give him a, a different heart. He's going to be another man. There's no way that you can come into the presence of God and really walk into obedience of Christ, what he's called you to do, and be, not be the same. What you're going through is not to hurt you, it's not to harm you, but it's to bring the best out of you. It's to shed off those things. Sometimes we don't know what's in us until we've been tried. I'm learning God in a new way. I've been saved almost 19 years. And I'm learning God in a new way through some of the things that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Brown, we have a MySpace question. And it says, this is from Jackie. She says, how can I forgive someone that raped me? I also feel by not forgiving this person, my life is on hold. How do I move forward? I won't say that, and I, and I always try to keep it real, but you can walk in forgiveness. You know. You, you already know what you need to do. You just said your life is on hold because you can't forgive. It's a choice. We know that forgiveness not only, um, you know, frees us from, you know, that person, but it frees us to really move on with God. I mean, tell, be honest with God. One thing I've learned, you know, going through certain things, I don't try to get before God because he's one person I can just really say, this is how I'm feeling. Care to God. God, I'm hurt. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. You empty out before God and allow God to 
to have let the spirit of forgiveness just flow out in you and release it, release it and move on. Want your future and happiness and peace more than you want to hold and harbor that. What you went through, yes, it, it, it was painful. What you went through, yes, it was not right. But want your future and the things that God got in store for you more than you want to be stuck in the past, more than you want to harbor and hold that. Choose to forgive. Choose to get in God's face and, and, and ask him daily, God, help me with this. I want to forgive, God. Help me with this. And sometimes we think that some things just, you know, and I don't beat anybody up, think that we can just get through things just right then at that moment. It's a process. As long as you're honest with God and you're asking God every day to strengthen your heart in that area, he will do it. He would do it. So don't beat yourself if it just don't go away overnight. But ask yourself, if God was to come out today, what would be in my heart? What would keep me out of the kingdom of Christ? I know i got to forgive. I know I want life. And he didn't have bring you through it. Evidently, he wants you to live if he brought you through it. If he brought you to this point and you made it through it and you lived, you didn't kill yourself, you didn't blow your brains out, you didn't hurt anybody. Evidently, if he brought you through it, he wants you to live. He wants you to be free of it, and he wants you to walk in the newness of life. Wow. Mm, mm. That's Preach. John 10, 10 right there. She's preaching, <laughs> she preaching Brian. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Yes, it is. You know, Sonny, I have, you know, I want to say what you just said there was so powerful. I don't know, Brian. I, the storms have, have cleared up here. Yes, for they us. have. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no longer lightning or thunder or anything. But uh, you know what, Sonny, I, I think what you said was so important because we get confused. We're not getting mixed signals from God. We get confused when we start trying to think and figure God's steps out for our life. Exactly. And that's where we mess up. It's none of our spiritual business how the dream is birthed. We just we just have to keep pushing until it until it's out until this this um we we birth this baby or this gift or whatever it is. We just have to keep pushing and keep fighting and stay focused. We let our emotions because we don't feel right. It's an uncomfortable feeling. We start letting our emotions guide us and push us into doing things that we shouldn't do. But what you said is, you know, to get that scripture and the last thing that he said to you, hold on to it. Is this something that you practice on a daily basis or is it something that you just, you know, when, you, when you're going through, you found this to work extremely well for you? Yes. I mean, because people don't, I go and talk to a lot of people, but after I've talked to them, they still don't have the answer that I need. So, it's best that I go to God. He He designed this. I You put this desire there. You put this call on my life. The Bible says I didn't choose. He chose me. He called me. So, God, you, you've got to give me something to hold on to until you get me through this process, until you allow me to come out on the other side. And that's, I mean, if I didn't have that to hold on to, I really could not go through it. God, I don't know nothing else but but you, your word. That's all I have to go on to see this thing come to pass. Do I get tired? Yes. Do I get restless? Yes. Anytime you're carrying a baby, you just want that thing out. You're tired. You're restless. You don't want to be pregnant no more. 
You're tired of being fat. You're tired of being uncomfortable. You're tired of not being able to sleep at night. Now, God, if you don't bust a move and do something, now I, you know, and that's basically what happened when I had my daughter. I had my, I still had two weeks to go, and my doctor told me she was already eight pounds eleven ounces. And so I was like, please just induce my labor. I am tired. I'm tired. You know, she eight pounds eleven ounces. What could it hurt? You know, so. I'm telling you how you you have to walk like grace. It's none of your your spiritual business. You have to walk just so in the divine will of God. He's not going to, I don't care how anxious we get, and God, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. God, please do something. He's not going to move until that timing because what he has for us, he don't want it to. Sometimes we can think we're ready. If you, if you don't know how to handle a million dollars and you want God to give it to you right now, it could be more detrimental to you than than a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. So when they gave me all that medicine to try to induce my labor, and I mean, I was in, it, it made me more sicker than anything. I would not dilate. That baby would not budge. I would not dilate. And after all that medicine, it had my had my daughter heart rate dropping. So they basically had to rush me in and do emergency C section. So I said all that to say sometimes we can want a quick fix, and that almost cost my daughter her life. Because I wanted a quick fix. I didn't want to wait on timing in my due season. I wanted this baby out. I'm tired of going through this process. I'm tired of being fed. I'm tired of being pregnant. I'm tired of being in discomfort. I'm tired of not seeing nothing. And you, even though we may can't see the promise, I knew a baby was in there. I might can't see her now. She's moving. Your, your promise is moving on the inside of you. It's stirred up every day you stay in God's face and read his word. Okay, that baby was moving. I know she's alive. I can't see her now, but I know it's a baby there. I can tell I'm big as a house. I know that baby's there. You you fed in the spirit. You rich in the word. So you may can't see the end of that thing, but you know it's there. You know it's brewing. You know you're restless. You know your bite hurting. You're having bite pains. You know that you're at the point of having this, this baby because you're in that last stage and trimester of that pregnancy. You're tired. You're restless. What you're doing, just you, you just I grow where you're at, and then I grow my clothes. I, so you know you're in you're in the right position, and that baby even has to get in position itself to come forward. It has that head has to turn. If it come any other way, it's gonna be dangerous. If it come breach, you don't want the baby to come breach. You don't want the baby to come premature. You don't want the baby to be stillborn. So you want to take care of. Your body, you want to eat the right things, you want to prepare yourself. So you have to be prepared. You have to eat the right spiritual food. Eat the word up. Stay in prayer. Stay around people that that's going somewhere. Get your surround yourself with people. I God has really connected me with Gregory and Brian. People that can feed into my destiny. People that can feed into my dream. People that give me that that extra push. Get on out there and do what God say. Surround yourself with people that are going to make you uncomfortable, that not going to just pat you and say, oh, you went through this, oh, you had this bad childhood. No. Somebody going to push you out there to go into your destiny. You want it just as bad as God wants to give it to you. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. If you all just tuning in, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour our call in number seven one eight five zero eight nine six zero zero. That's seven one eight five zero eight nine six zero zero. Minister Brown, we're gonna to go to a caller. We're gonna to go to the caller from the four three four area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, 
434-248. Are you there? All right, maybe they just want to listen in and they don't want to say anything. All right, we're going to go to the caller in the 478 area code. Caller, are you there? Yes. All right, how are you doing? Welcome to the Abundance Solutions Hour. Do you have a question or a comment? Yes, I would like to ask Minister. Um, she spoke about or said about different things that she's been through and some things that she feel like she has to offer to share with others. And I just want to know what would she say would be her primary focus on her ministry? What, Which group or which type of um, people she feel that she would be most effective with? Um, being a woman myself, um, you know, I was a youth pastor for so many years, so I thought the area of youth would be, you know, but a lot of hardships that I've been through as a woman and experienced as a woman, I think, um, I have more of a burden for women that have, have really been through, um, mental, physical abuse, been through rape, been through, even though I have not maybe experienced rape, but just to her. like to offer to share with others. Yes. And yeah. I just want to know what would she say would be her problem? Say that again. Caller, you still there? Yes, I didn't hear. I'm sorry. She said repeat your call repeat your question. I was just asking which, you know, ministry that she feels she would be most strong, you know, with. Okay. I I I have a like I said, I have a burden for women that are hurting. I just want to be able to empower women in whatever area of life that they, you know, struggled through or been through to know that they have worth, to know that, to empower them to be all the woman that God has them to be, that don't allow any circumstances or what they've been through or even a man to define them, to just empower them to be who God created and be and know they worth. So I have just a burden for women that have been just, just got a lot of pain in their life that's been hurting because of the pain, I guess, that I've been through. And I I just don't like to see anybody hurt. But not saying I would limit myself to just women, but I want to be able to touch people in all areas, men, children, any anywhere that there's people hurting and just want the love of Christ. Because there's a lot of people that are really hurting and don't know who can they trust. You know, they feel like if I go to somebody in the church, everybody going to... So, we, I want to just make myself available for whoever needs the love of Christ. Thank you. All right, all right. So, Sonia, I'm sorry, Minister Brown, I, I like to give you a formal title because I, I believe <laughs> that that's important that we give respect to you. Um, Mr. Brown, so when you're, when, you, when you're talking to people and you uh, maybe you're ministering to them because they're going through a particular situation. Do you tend to share with them your past experiences? Yes, if, if it warrants that, I always try to be sensitive um, to the spirit of Christ, and I'm not ashamed of the things that God has brought me out of. And I know, in time, God is going to allow me to really go into more depth and really allow my testimony to be, you know, a blessing. But um, if they come to me and I don't uh, want to give anything of the flesh and give my opinion and give my view on it, but I will encourage them, you know, to know that I've too been, if I've been there, that I've come out. And I don't only let them 
No, I've come out, but people want a solution. How did you come out? How did you do it? You know, so we can't just tell the people pray and God will bring you through, but some people don't know how to be free, don't know how to come through all that pain that they're feeling. You give them hope, and you give them hope through the word of Christ, nothing of yourself, but lead them to God to know that they can come through this. Take them to the scriptures if you have to. Give them, share your testimony with them, but know, let them know that you they can come through this. If God did it for me, he can do it for you. He don't have any respectable person. And what you're feeling and your pain is real. We don't want to downplay anybody's pain. And, you know, at the same time, we don't want to cripple people and, and let them stay in that state. We want to empower them. I want to just empower people with the word of God and with the love of Christ to come out, not to soothe them and let allow them to stay in that state, but give them a lifeline to come out of that thing. Sonia, I have a question for you. You know, you minister to so many people and you talk with so many people about different things, and it, a lot of times it's on a personal level and the person is sharing the things that they've suffered through, and you, at some point, you have to share you know, your past or share your past hurts, I'll say. You know, when you're pouring out into others all the time, all the time, and this is something that happened to me, when you're pouring out into others so much and no one is pouring back into you, how do you recover from that? Because that is a that that's an awful feeling. It is. You you have to um I've had that and and actually I I'm I don't know why God has me I won't say so isolated, but um he doesn't have a lot of people speaking into my life. So it's very important to have somebody that can pour back into you so you won't be depleted. So you won't feel like, my God, I done gave out. I just ain't no more of me to give. And I have been there in times like that where I felt like, God, it's just no more for me to give. I, I need somebody to pour into me. I need somebody to refresh me. And so I try to get... um and surround myself as God leads me with people that can speak into my life. Everybody can't speak into your life. So it's important to have the right people speak into your life and speak strength and let you know what you're doing matters and speak that word back over you that you've given out. So it's important to, to have a, a, a and, and to go in, in prayer with God. Sometimes, you, you know, not saying that he won't, you know, have you to go and have other people to pour into you, but it's important to, to get in your prayer closet and have God to just, God, I need something from you. I mean, it's not about Greg. It's not about Brian. God, it's me. I'm before you. I need something here. So sometimes we have to steal away and get refreshed ourselves. And after we done carried everybody else and heard everybody else's problem and went to God for everybody else, it's got to be a time where you got to go in with God and say, God, it's me this time. I need something from you. I need, you know. So you have to go in and get refreshed and surround yourself with people that can speak back into you. Or I mean, it's detrimental if you don't because you give out so much, and especially if you got a real heart for people, you carry it. You really carry it. You try not to, but you will. You'll carry them in prayer. You'll carry them in, you know, because you have a true heart for people. You want to see them be happy. You want to see them be delivered. You want to see them have a prosperous life. So people with a true heart towards God, people, you know, it's important to go in and get refreshed. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, when you talk about being refreshed, it brings me back to the scripture where God was saying how he will renew your strength. 
you know, and, you know, like you said earlier, you know, about being, re- you know, putting yourself around people who can pour back into you. You know, Greg was talking about that earlier today. Um, we were at a Toastmasters meeting, and he talked about how he found himself, you know, pouring into so many people, and he didn't have, he felt like nobody was pouring back into him. You know, and a lot of times, you know, you have to have you have to have a friend, you have to have a person that you can, you know, basically fellowship with and be able to have that person minister to you as well as you minister to them because we have to we have to bolster each other we have to help each other we have to prop up each other okay. you know that's why Greg and I connect with so many different people you know in this faith walk because you know we do have to have others that are you know that are able to bolster our spirit you know we do have to have others that are able, that are able to you know refresh us and pour into us because you know we don't know everything about the body of Christ we don't know everything about the Word of God, you know. And so when you walk in that daily walk, you know, it's it's almost like when you're having your first child, you know. And I never had a child myself, but, you know, I've been there, watched it. You know, you don't know what to do. You know, when you're there, you have other people around who are competent, who know what to do, who know how to explain it to you, but you still have to birth that child. Yes. You know, you got people on your corner pulling for you. You got people in the waiting room waiting for that that dream to to come out, you know. And so when you're in that when you're at that point, you know, you look around and you're like, "Where's the doctor?" <laughs> you know, "Where's the where's the nurse? Where's my significant other?" You know, "Where's my mama?" <laughs> you know, cuz that's what you, that's what you're looking for. Because you're looking for those people who can help you birth the dream exactly you you need you i say midwives i always say you need midwives i mean they can be male or female people that can help you hold your hand if they can't do nothing but hold your hand and say push you you need that you you need that and you need at least once somebody I always say that you can be raw with you can say hey b i'm tired now I got to do something soon i mean you need that one somebody back there with you that you can get real ugly with you know just just really let it out and be yourself and won't judge you afterwards to know that, you know, you had to just, you know, just go there to, to push this thing on out. So you need people around you that can understand and see see with a spiritual eye, not with a natural eye, but can see with a spiritual eye. Yeah. Are you there? Yes. Are you still there? Yes. We're here. All but you right. know what, like Sonya? Some lightning. So, Sonya, you know what? This thing is about just nothing but faith. Am exactly. I right? Exactly. Yes. Yes. You got to see it by faith. You, you try to see it with a natural eye, you will get discouraged. You've got to know by faith that I'm, I'm pregnant with a promise, and God is gonna bring it to pass. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care who ain't in my corner, who don't believe in me. Just like Mary was impregnated. With a promise. She knew it. Nobody wasn't there, but she knew it. Wow. I tell she you stood what. on the word of God. He said that we should have the faith, <laughs> the faith of the size of a mustard seed. Now, if we can't have that much faith, something's wrong. 
Exactly. Something is wrong. I mean, just think about it. Look over your life. Look back over the things that happened in your life. He brought you through it. Yes, you, he did. You thought you were going to die. You didn't think you were going to make it out of it. And you know what? I'm going to tell you how good God is. God will take you out of a situation that you cried about, you cried about. He's so good. He's so. I mean, his grace is so, 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 so powerful. He'll take you out of that situation so smooth. You never knew you were in it. He'll take you out of a situation where you'll forget it. And you have to think back, okay, you know what? Wait wait a minute. Just last week I was in something. He'll take it if you give it. Always you, say, yeah, go ahead. I always say, can't nobody take the hurt out of the hurt and the pain out of the pain but God. That's it. That's it. There's no sorrow on earth that heaven can't heal. Amen. None. <laughs> and we, we think every time we go in through something, we think our problem is the biggest problem in the world. Yes, we do. We do. Mm. You know, and, and a lot of times, honey, you know, I'll say this, and I'm, I, and I, I'm not afraid to say it. Most people that are suffering, most people that are going through, most people that are being attacked are church folk. They're yeah. church folk. It just seems like everybody that's in the church, it just seems like they're struggling. It just seems that way. Everybody that I know that I talk to, and, you know, we are all going to go through some things. But, Greg, I think we're getting so close, um, and God says, know the season. I think we're getting, the the enemy knows that his time is winding down, and and we're getting so close to something so eternal, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, even the earth said groaneth and moaneth. Look at all the fires, the earthquakes. And, and, and different things. Even the earth is, is just groaning for the waiting of Christ. And so we're getting so close. So those that are not listening, if, if you don't know Christ, I will get Christ. If if you, you're going to be responsible for the word that you hear on tonight. And you're going to be charged with it. God said every knee is going to bow and every tongue going to confess. God is not going to leave this earth covered in no way where nobody can say, I didn't hear about the um, gospel of Jesus Christ. I didn't know. I didn't, you know. God is getting his word so out there and getting us so prepared, even beyond, you know, just our just our dreams and our purpose, but something so eternal. So if you don't know Christ tonight, I would go and and, and go before God and say, God, I'm a sinner. I, I need Christ tonight. I want to come into my full purpose. I want to be able to birth forth and live this dream that you've put on inside of me. I don't want to leave this earth. You know, they were saying that the the richest place or whatever is in the graveyard. People have died with so many promises, so many dreams. Live. God wants us to live. Live and touch lives and know when he come to call us home, we can be proud to know, God, I've done all that you've called me to do. And I'm ready to take my risk. Absolutely, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we've had a great show tonight. I want to thank Minister Brown for coming on and sharing with us. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You know, the the whole meaning behind this birthing process is that we bring a new life into yes. the world. You know, we bring a new, you know, an ad, a new life, a new attitude, a new meaning, you know, a new purpose. And nothing would be possible without knowing the Father and knowing the Son and knowing the Holy Spirit. You know, tonight we offer you Christ. Because he's the one, he's going to be that doctor that's standing there that's showing you 
how to push. You know, he's going to be that one, that midwife that's there holding your hand when nobody else in the world is going to be there. Yes, he's yes. going to be that one that that can place the seed in you so that you can birth the dream. You know, he's going to be the one that's going to help you nurture that dream, who's going to help you bring that dream to reality. You know, he's going to be there to raise that dream up. You know, he's going to teach you and show you the way. His word says it. He'll teach you. He'll guide you. He'll lead your footsteps. You know, he'll, he'll create the path that, of righteousness that you have to walk down and walk through. And so we offer you Christ tonight. You know, we don't do this a whole lot on the show, but I, I, I just feel compelled to do that. If you don't know Jesus Christ, he can save you. He will save you. If you want to contact us, you can go to www.myspace.com slash Brian J. Henderson. Or you can email me, info at mindalteringstrategies.com. Greg, give out your info right quick. Yeah, you can email me at Gregory Turner at AbundantSolutionsEnterprises.com. I'm sorry, yes, it's long. And you can also go to my MySpace page at www.myspace.com forward slash, or is it backslash, ASE Motivation. All right. We also need to get you uh, to Sonia Brown's information as well. Oh, I'm sorry. Sonia, give your email address right quick. Yes, my email address is sbmosley2003 um, at yahoo.com, or you can contact me at www.myspace.com backslash WODP Ministries. Well, Sonia, let me ask you this before we go. Are you traveling? Are you available to travel and speak at conferences and seminars and workshops? Or is that something that you're, you're open Open for? I am. Good, good. So call us, you heard it. Put her to work. She'll fly <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> With that, you are listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to be more, do more, and have more. We ask you to come and listen to us again on Friday night at 9 p.m. And until then, be blessed. Thank you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.